Hey, it's the Milkman, John Milky. Welcome to the Milkman Show podcast for Thursday, February 10th, 2022. Coming up on the show today, we do have your John joke of the day. Today in history and celebrity birthdays, plus sex with Sue's Sue McGarvey offers up some tips on how to begin the conversation with your significant other if you would like to start opening things up in your relationship. We have life coaching advice from the Diva of Love today, how to upgrade your life. And our resident food freak, Chris Father Gil Brown, talks about food news. Plus, your John joke of the day, celebrity birthdays, today is, and more. Let's get going on the Milkman Show podcast. Sue McGarvey, hi. Hi. Always great to hang out with you here on the Milkman Show. Uh, syndicated talk show host, you are a sex therapist as well, uh, and leader of the Ducklings, which is taking over North America now. Uh, briefly tell us what your Ducklings group is about. Well, I, w- I was kept saying that there was this need for people to have sexy date nights, right? I had all these engineers whose idea of a date night was dinner and a movie, dinner and a movie, dinner and a movie. Their wives were like running, screaming into the night, and they wanted to do something fun and sexy. And there was this great survey talking about relationships and one of the things that keep, you know, marriages that are, you know, together 25 years and are still chasing each other around the kitchen. And they had a bunch of things in common, including known knockdown drag at fights, communicating with humor. And one of the key ones was sexy date nights. And anybody who's had small kids go, man, that's a hard Mm -hmm. thing, but it takes work and it takes. So I started posting sexy date night ideas. I have the list of 50 crazy things to do in Ottawa. And it was this it was this idea that we needed to do this. And guys weren't, weren't figuring it out. And women want sexual adventure. I mean, the guys think they want sexual adventure. That's nothing compared to what women want. You're right. They do. And the, the emails that we get, I'm sure your inbox, my inbox is the same thing. It's the women asking the questions. So we've got a listener uh, who's reached out to Sue at sexwithsue.com. And she wants to know how to start that conversation with her husband about opening up their relationship. How does one even begin that conversation? Okay, that's a great question. And you don't, it doesn't, it's not a one-off conversation. This is something, before you you go from opening it to doing it is probably 100 conversations. And you can start it during sex. You can say, hey, my fantasy is, or I can. you can say, hey, I just came back from the hairdresser and I was reading Cosmo. And they talked about how many people were opening up relationships. Sue was saying on Blast the Radio that they have, you know, that it used to be in the top 10 most common things she saw. Now it's in the top three and it's becoming more prevalent. What do you think? You know, have you ever fantasized about it? Those are great ways to start as long as it's not you know, this is what I want to do. And I've booked us to go next week. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no pressure. (laughs) No pressure. I had, you know, I had one couple where they'd been flirting about it during sex and he, and he finally wrote the ad on adult friend finder or something and sat her down and said, what do you think? And she, you know, they, then they talked about it a bunch of times and it was like five months later, they finally posted it. But again, it's this idea that it takes a while to have those conversations. It's not, it, it, you know, somebody said to me, if you go do something that that's like that's open, whether it's meeting a couple or doing something, your job is to make sure that your partner has such a great time that they want to do it again. So whether it's going to a sex shop or going to a club, you want to set it up so that everybody succeeds rather than fails, which is meaning you're you just go and chill. I've got this new book out um, for single guys, and it's basically chill out 
in order to score. It's like the minute you come across as needy and desperate, it pushes the other person away. Oh, so, I, w- I would think if I was a female, yeah, I, I would, I would, I would sense that coming a mile away. Mm-hmm, the needy and desperate. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it, it happens in relationships. It's just like let's talk about it. And your partner, when they trust that it's not all about you. I had a conversation recently where it was a couple I knew, and he brought her to a couple of events. And just they did nothing. They just visited. They just talked to people. And she learned that it was not all about him getting off. And so she started to become more and more trusting, had met some nice people, had some good experiences. He always bought her lots of really great champagne and chocolate. And, you know, it was lots of positive reinforcements. And she continued to explore that. I just had a conversation a couple of days ago with friends of mine who are in a very open relationship. I mean, you could not be in a more open relationship. But one of the things that they talked most glowingly about that I really appreciated is um, just how much more they communicate because they have that openness. There's no borders anymore. And it's just they can talk about anything. And they do. And it's wonderful. Call it grad school relationship. This, you know, open, being able to do that, you talk about it. And some of the best marriages I know are couples in the lifestyle because they've been forced to talk about it a few hundred thousand times and really communicate. I I don't always, you know, it says a lot of communication. There are lots of like, I teach a non-monogamy class. I have this new link called swingerclass.com where basically it's talking about all the courses you need in order to do this. I have all the books you want to find out, like get informed. And this is a great place to start, but we can, you know, we can plug you in. You're listening to, you know, you listen to Bill Man and he's got all the new stuff. There you go. Just before we wrap things up, do you have any data that would give us a sense of like what percentage of couples are actually open to the idea of being open? That's a really good question because people lie and nobody wants yeah, to well. talk. Lots of people don't want to talk about it. Fair enough. They used to say that it was 5%. I think it's closer to 10% of people who had some kind of exploration. And sometimes it's the don't ask, don't tell. Sometimes it's the hall pass and the you know, we're going to be on a business trip and there's going to be paid sex or whatever. So there's different kinds of levels of non-monogamy. But in terms of opening it up, what I do know is, you know, I'm, I'm getting, you know, hundreds of questions every week on my TikTok account. It's just, it's baffling and it's all about open relationships. So, you know, I'm you're trying to get your the finger on the pulse and, and that's what's going. Yeah, it, it seems to be, a you know, it, it's, it's a phrase that's been around for a long time, but we certainly at least I think I'm hearing that phrase more and more and more, whether it's a pandemic thing or just a generational thing. But thank you for addressing it with us, as you always do. Sue McGarvey, sex therapist, syndicated talk show host. Your questions to Sue at? Sue at sexwithsue.com. And all the links are posted for you at milkmanshow.com. Sue McGarvey, as always, thank you. Well, time to take a look at the National Today is Holiday Calendar. Today is, well, short and sweet. Really, it's National Umbrella Day. It's also National Cream Cheese Brownie Day, which is perfect because it's also my dad's birthday. He'd love that. Happy birthday, Dad. Other birthdays of notes. Roberta Flack is 85 today. Laura Dern turns 55. Happy birthday, Elizabeth Banks. She's 48. Emma Roberts is 31. Actor Robert Wagner turns 92. Don Wilson, guitarist for The Ventures. He's 89. Singer Jimmy Merchant from Frankie Lyman and the Teenagers, 82 today. Bob Spaulding of The Ventures turns 75. 
Uh, Corey Leoris of Pablo Cruz turns 71. Kathleen Beller of Dynasty is 66. And TV host George Stephanopoulos, 61 today. Our resident freaky food freak is Chris Father Gil Brown, who is big into um, finding those oddities at the grocery store. Yes, the, the same grocery store you shop at in Ottawa or anywhere in Ontario or across Canada, for that matter. It's not like he's finding things in foreign countries. Well, I guess you have in the past, but by and large. I, I found, yeah, a few things from time to time, but for yeah. the most part, you can still find them here in Canada. There you go. So this is incredibly relatable. Your channel is on YouTube. It's called That's Rank. Um, I, I don't know how you do it to yourself, man, but God love you for doing it. I think it's one of the best video or YouTube channels I have ever stumbled across, and I couldn't believe that it's, uh, you know, like I said, you were a former student of mine when I taught in the broadcasting program at Algonquin College, and I think this is absolutely genius. And one of the things you do, which I love, is um, every Wednesday you do a food review. And this being Thursday, you would have launched one yesterday. Uh, but let's talk about your food reviews. Yeah. So every single Wednesday, I call them Food News Wednesdays. And what I do is I cover crazy news in the world of food. So if it's related to food in any way, shape, or form, we're going to cover it. Okay. Um, and, and we've seen some crazy stuff since I launched this, this topic. For example, um, did you know that scientists in Japan developed a lickable TV screen in which you can taste the commercials. I just. It doesn't sound I... pandemic friendly. Like the timing seems really off, but this oh. could very well be our future. Lickable screens and tasting the food that's coming our way. You know, I never, I, thought... I never want to walk into the electronics department at Costco or Walmart or Best Buy again. No. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm with you. This, this doesn't sound like the right way of the Although, future but it could be the future chris i do see an opportunity for this as it parlays to Pornhub, but i digress <laughs> that's definitely another <laughs> another form of eating that we do not cover on my channel i'll bring that up with um, sue mcgarvey when we talk to her again for another one of her segments please do i will tune in for that all right so um, a lookable tv screen is coming soon i don't even how how do they even make that i don't want to know anyway I, I thought we'd get to scratch and sniff before we got to actually tasting it that's what I figured the future was, but we may not wind up getting there because um, our dear resident friend in the United States, Tucker Carlson, has problems with the fact that M&Ms are getting a whole lot less sexy today. They've lost their sexy boots and their sexy appeal, and somehow this is tearing the fabric of the country apart. And uh, <laughs> is, yeah, that, is so that seriously a bug, uh, a bug in his bonnet right now? They, absolutely. He carried on for like 10 minutes about it. So uh, I made sure to dedicate the same amount of time to him and deconstruct his words. And that, that was a fun thing that we did a few weeks ago. <laughs> you bastard. I love it. <laughs> um, I, on another topic, there's some uh, recent propaganda coming out of North Korea that Kim Jong-il invented the burrito. And this is genuine press that has gone out. In North Forget Korea. The Forget the fact that the burrito has been around for hundreds of years and he certainly has not. Well, uh, but if you don't know... But, that that's it um and they they shared pictures of him enjoying it there is some skepticism because western ingredients are not commonly available in a country that you know is hurting for food but yeah. nevertheless this is a claim he also invented the hamburger what was um, what was the uh, the movie about the beatles that was out recently where the guy um he's the only person on earth who actually knows of the beatles and he starts playing their music and becomes like this worldwide sensation because nobody's ever heard of them. 
that's Kinda basically like that. what yeah, North okay. Korea is in a nutshell. That's Absolutely. Funny. Um, yeah, no, it's it's why like I'll even cover legitimate crazy news stories saying like, there was a riot in an Atlanta area McDonald's at one point where customers were jumping through the drive through window to fight staff. There was a client swinging chairs in the dining room because they ran out of Splenda. <laughs> that's 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 yeah um i'm more than happy to run out of splenda and never see that crap again <laughs> wow it uh, uh it was great because one of my viewers of the channel lives in the area and told me that there was literally a 7-eleven right next door that carries lots of splenda so the 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 riot might not have been well times but th- these are the kind of things that we take a look at it every wednesday and it is one of my favorite segments of the week to film. food news wednesdays by the way the beatles movie i was referencing it's not it's not a beatles movie it's a movie about the beatles it's called yesterday where yeah the guy's the only person in the world who you know remembers the beatles and adopts their songs and starts playing them and becomes very wealthy because of it um and hey if you can make the burrito yours why not chris father gil brown has made all kinds of weird food his um i love your channel man youtube.com slash that's rank please give that a follow give it a subscribe it costs you nothing to do it helps chris out in a big way and like you said you've got over a hundred videos posted there now yeah yeah we're coming up on number 100 actually this weekend and i'm I'm looking forward to it and he's here with us to um, give you some of the highlights quote unquote on the milkman show chris father gil brown thank you as always it's the milkman john milky time now for your john joke of the day now this is a bit of a long one i happen to think it's worth it it's the story of an elderly man who lay dying in his bed And in death's agony, he suddenly smells the aroma of his favorite chocolate chip cookies wafting up the stairs. Well, he gathers his remaining strength, lifts himself from the bed, leaning against the wall, he slowly makes his way out of the bedroom and with even greater effort, forces himself down the stairs, gripping the railing with both hands as he crawls with labored breath He leans against the doorframe, gazing into the kitchen. Now, were it not for death's agony, he would have thought himself already in heaven. For there, spread out upon wax paper on the kitchen table, were literally hundreds of his favorite chocolate chip cookies. Now, was it heaven? Or was it one final act of heroic love from his devoted wife, seeing to it that he would leave this world a happy man? Mustering one great final effort, he threw himself towards the table, landing on his knees in a rumpled mess. His parched lips parted. The wondrous taste of the cookie was already in his mouth, seemingly bringing him back to life. As the aged and withered hand trembled on its way to a cookie at the edge of the table, he was suddenly smacked with a spatula by his wife. Stay out of those, she said. They're for your funeral. Oh, there you go. Your John joke of the day. diva of love is life coaching it's helping you become the rock star that we all know you are but maybe you have some doubts about that yourself and that's kind of what we're working on this week embracing all the curveballs that come your way and how to hit them out of the park hey sue hello john 
Um, so you're online, of course. Your background really is in the dating game, but what you've come to conclude from that is that it, you know everything in life, whether it's your job, your family, um, whatever, it's all based in love, love of yourself, love of people around you, and that's kind of where you've branched out to as far as being a life coach, for lack of a better word, right? Yes, 100%, you know, and, and today I really want to speak about upgrading your life. Oh, you know, we all I, could want use, I could use an upgrade. I would I would like to upgrade my life to the version that has a lot of leather. <laughs> you know, we all want the free upgrade, right? Yes, we do. But most things of value come with a price. So upgrading your life is about stepping into the unknown from the known again, out of your comfort zone, yep. taking a chance, being OK with the discomfort of change. Mm-hmm. You know, we talked about growing pains in the last segment. Um, well, It can be scary, obviously. It's going to be extremely rewarding and increase your confidence and your self-worth, which is amazing. So start by raising your standards internally and externally. Expect more of yourself and of others in your life. You know, make sure things that you do bring value to yourself and bring value to others. You know, we waste our time often with like stuff that we don't need. And people that we don't need and, and, you and know, worry, sometimes it's yep, good. worrying what they think and, you know, you, yeah. You, you, yeah, your detractors suddenly get a lot of space in your head for free and you got to sort through all that and how to dismiss that and compartmentalize. Exactly. And, yeah. You know, but growth means like, you know, upgrading your life to, to include the things that bring value. You know, make goals for yourself, what you want to achieve, where you want to be, set out a plan on how to achieve them. You know, want a better job, want to find love, want to buy a house, all great goals. Now for the how, right? Uh-huh. Um, one quote from Aristotle that I love is excellence is not a single act. It's a habit. Ooh, yes. You know, we want things to happen quickly, you know, flip the switch, especially these days. Everything is so instant that we expect life to be that way too, but it's not, you know, it's, we have to create those habits, change our life step-by-step to upgrade your life. You need to change how you do things, your environment, your routines, that sort of thing. So self-care is also an important part of this. Optimal health and well-being gives you stamina to keep going. So when you feel crappy, you do crappy things. Feeling good gives you the energy to keep going. I'm so Um, glad you touched on that because, yeah, what I find is uh, I I tend to go in cycles, right? mm -hmm. And and when I'm when I'm out walking and I'm I'm doing spin classes and I'm moving my body, I am so much better. But when I allow myself to just cocoon and sit on the couch and eat a bag of chips and whatever else, it affects absolutely everything i can't focus on the work i just well i mean i was late for this meeting because i you know i'm just i'm in that cycle right now where i'm just i'm really not feeling good so yeah, yeah i'm so glad you addressed no, that you. yeah it's it's important you need to take care of your body i'm not saying you need to be fit and gorgeous and whatever but take care of your health it's yep. extremely important especially yep. if you want to upgrade your life yep. um you know self-care also includes doing inner work and that's really important Elevating yourself from the inside out. It consists of letting go, forgiving yourself and others, working. I know that's a I tough one. I love that. Yes. 
I love everything you say, but that one right there, oh, that's just that just put a tear in my eye. That it, yes. I, I forgive you, John, for being late. <laughs> I love you. You're so funny. <laughs> Thank you. Work it, you know, working on your mental health, um, seeking out help if you need it. There's no shame in that. Uh, if you need to talk to someone and help work through things, I've had to do it several times. It's coaching. Um, just, it's it coaching. Is. It is. And sometimes you don't know what your past life, things that you've happened to you in your life uh, have affected you now. Now, And I've had so many aha moments just from talking to somebody. So um, and it's especially you know, good when you're talking to somebody who is impartial. And I mean, this is where this is where mm-hmm. I love therapy, right? You've got a relationship with someone who's not really invested in your life. They don't see your day to day. They just react to the information you're giving them and they're able to sort of piece this together and present it back to you are you not seeing you know what you are saying um and it's so healthy because that impartial relationship really allows them to break you down to a few key points every single session like you said, they are aha moments every single time, and they're wonderful. They are. It's like, you know, it's like, oh, not that again. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I have to deal with it. For me, it's always, oh, I see it now. It, yeah. it was, it was, it's plain as the nose on your face, as they say, but there it is. Yeah. 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 You know, failure is an option. Is and it's an totally option? okay. Okay. It is an option. Okay. It is. It's okay to fail. Nothing wrong with that. Embrace the failure as a lesson learned and move forward. Fair enough. Yeah. You know, don't be discouraged by it because we often are so afraid to fail that we don't do anything. We don't take chances. We don't take risks. We don't go out on that date. You know, we don't go to that job interview because we're afraid to fail. We're afraid for them to, to see us in a, as an imposter or, you know, we, we don't embrace who we are and, it's important. Like, okay, we fail. What did I do wrong? What did I do right? Let me learn for next time. Your car fails. So, Look how many times you'll keep trying it. You know, your, exactly. Your computer, exactly. Fails. <laughs> your computer fails. Keep it. How many times do you keep, you know, it's going to work this time. It's going to work. This. <laughs> we don't do that. Before for you throw it out the window. We need to turn ourselves <laughs> off and turn ourselves on again, I guess. Yeah, it's true. It's true. <laughs> you know, it's a great analogy. Um, upgrading your life takes work, but it's ultimately worth it because you will get where you need to want to and want to be, and you will have earned it. There you go. You know, so try this, you know, live for today and work hard for tomorrow. Learn a new skill, enhance yourself, seek out opportunities for growth. My post-it note for today is I will embrace my excellence. (gasps) I love it. I will embrace my excellence. I hope people, you know, grab their pack of crayons, write that down. I, I would suggest Forest Green today for that on a yellow <laughs> posted note. Uh, I will embrace my excellence. Susie, you're always such a wonderful person to talk to. I really hope a lot of this resonates with people. It certainly resonates with me. And I look forward to our conversations, even if I do sleep in for them <laughs> every <laughs> single week. How do people connect with you and read more of your amazing writings? And you've got years worth. Uh, you're online and available for one-on-one coaching, too. How do people connect? DivaOfLove.com. There you go, your Milkman Show podcast with Judith Kane, Canada's money coach, joining us soon. Movie and TV reviews with critic Keith Whittier, plus psychic readings with Matthew Stapley. Follow us at MilkmanShow.com and hear us live weekday mornings, 9 a.m. Eastern on BlastTheRadio.com.
Move for now.